The gates to the Rose Garden are now open. Welcome to my world. You are listening to Talk That Talk with Danielle Moneyham, a reflective conversation where I share the lessons I've learned on this journey called life. I don't have all the answers, but I do have plenty of questions. My name is Danielle Moneyham, and this is my love letter to the world, where I let my soul speak. Let's talk. Hey, this is Danielle, and I am back at the Rose Garden with Dr. Toya. Good morning, Dr. Toya. Good morning, Danielle. How are you? I am well. How are you? I am doing well. Today's conversation, healing yeah. and energy and what yeah. all of that stuff really means in a practical sense. Right. And you were talking about the ways that you can heal or that people can heal using energy. Correct. So today's conversation, before we even talk about like, and I guess it will lead to physical healing, but the emotional and mental Mm -hmm. aspect of it, collective consciousness and what we are choosing to spend our energy focusing on. Right. I think today that will be the basis of our conversation. Just for context, Mm -hmm. what do you mean when you say collective consciousness? Okay, good. So in order for me to answer that question, I got to give you a little bit more on the other side of it. So, oh, so collective consciousness. Collective consciousness basically just means that when a group of people get together and start thinking, feeling, you know, focusing their intention and attention in a common direction, there is manifestation that happens. So if we were looking at this from a biblical standpoint, it says where two or more are gathered in my name, I am in the midst. And so what that's saying is that when two people get together, there's a, a conjuring that happens. There's a co-mingling that happens. And within that, something else is invoked. Something else happens as a result of that, right? So, and that something else is what we call collective consciousness, consciousness right? So... You ever been in the room and everybody in the room just mad? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then now it's just an energy of like a fight energy in the room. Yeah. Like, dang, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't even mad until I came up in here. Now I don't even know why I'm mad, but I'm on that now. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? And even sometimes at work when they will do like icebreakers, if there's a meeting yeah. and they will say like, let's go around the room and everyone say how you feel. Yeah. That first person yeah. really influences yeah. what everyone what else says. Because if the first person is like, Oh, I'm feeling kind of down today. I don't feel good. The likelihood of the second person be like, yeah, today was kind of whatever for me. And the third person like, you know, now right, that I think about right. it. But if you start off and it's like, oh, I feel amazing. I feel like a vacation in the summertime sipping on a lemonade. Right. The next person's like, oh, I feel right. like a surfboard. And they just follow yeah. it, it, Because it really is what you speak. Yeah. It all... It really does matter. It does matter. It does matter. And not just what, okay, it is what we speak for sure. But what we speak is just the verbal expression of what's going on inside of us. Yes. So you you only say how you feel. You only say what you're thinking. You know what I'm saying? So your your words are secondary. There's something that happened first. And so this is why I focus a lot on the mind, body, spirit connection. Because what's going on in your mind. And what's going on in your spirit is going to affect what's happening in your body. Mm. And not just your body. So we're, we're not independent islands. 
So everybody, literally, <laughs> is affecting everybody else. Yeah. Affecting and infecting, if you will, yeah. everybody else. So you can't just say, oh, I'm about to just go in my room or go in my house and just turn off the TV, close the door, and have nothing to do with this. That's not how any of this works. The reason for it is that we are all connected. We are all connected by an invisible force. There's trillions of names for it, you know, but whatever you want to call it, there's something that links us all together in our minds first and in our, in our spirits first, I'm sorry, in our minds and then also in our body. So we have to remember that the physical body and anything physical, period, is the least of the greatest. Mm-hmm. So let me say that again. Anything that you can touch, see, feel, physical matter, it is the least of something much greater. Because when we look at, let's say we're looking at a periodic table, and I'm going to try to keep this real simple. <laughs> but in chemistry, you know, they have something called a periodic table. Which is just a, all of the elements broken down. What they are made of, their weight, so you can see how all of the pieces of the puzzle right. fit. Right. So I don't know if you remember, but on the left side, the far left side, is like the noble gases. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, y'all, I've been out of school a couple years now. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that the lightest of the noble gases is um, helium. So we have noble gases, and then we got gases, then we got liquids, then we have solids, then we have, you know, whatever. And so on the other end, all the way on the other end, we have metals, lead. Lead is the heaviest of all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got it. It's the same. See, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but the, the heaviest is lead. The lightest is helium. So what is that really saying, though, right? So basically what it's saying is that the lightest element that we can perceive with human tools, eyes, and perceptions is helium. The heaviest of it all is lead, like physical, hardcore rock lead, right? So that's it. So what's on the other side of helium, though? Because this is it's just talking about what we can detect. That's yeah, all it is. Just like sound. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. It's just mm -hmm. a measure of what we can detect. Mm -hmm. So on the other the other side of helium is what's called ether or spirit, right? And then lead would be considered anything physical like your body so it's showing us basically the periodic table is showing us manifestation it's showing us how manifestation goes from the etherical thought process part of stuff all the way down until it becomes something tangible and real that you can touch so the things that you can't touch mm -hmm. and measure yeah those into are the piece the smallest piece that you can touch and measure yeah. Into the biggest pieces that we can touch and measure, which is us. Right. And and the, and what the way that it's registered is through how fast it's vibrating, its frequency. So helium is vibrating so fast that you can barely catch it on the on the thing, but they was able to catch it. Lead is vibrating so slow that they can see it fully as fully as the heaviest one, right? So how does that relate to what we're talking about today with, with consciousness? Well, Thought, emotions, um, you know, feelings. Those are things that you cannot touch. However, those are things that are that are moving the fastest and has the has the most impact 
on everything that you do. And it's, it's in the non-physical realm. So that means it is connected to everything and everybody else. The things that you can't touch. Your physical body is the slowest vibrating. It's the last of it all. It's just the result of what you were thinking, feeling, going through all of that. That's it. So if you want to change something, and this is just for this is for the micro and the macro, but if you want to change something, you do best to not work with the body first, but work from the mind and the spirit first, the, the intangibles first, in order to shift this. So how does that relate to anything right now? We're sitting smack dab in the middle of a coronavirus uh, outbreak, right? This is a collective issue. This is all across the globe. You know, it, it's everywhere, right? This virus has manifested itself. So what can we do? We Are, are we just like sitting ducks waiting for it to drop down? No. <laughs> we shouldn't be. Well, yeah. that's the part, I think. Okay. So we're going to connect it all together. There's no empty space between two people or two things. Mm-hmm. So there is every person... Every human being, every animal, everything, we are all connected by an invisible force. There's millions of names for it, but there's a force that connects us all. That's the first important part of it. That force is influenced by our attention to it. Our attention, our participation, our consciousness of it dictates what that energy will do, right? So, once again... There's, a, there's something that's connecting the two of us, it's intangible, and it's affecting all of us, right? And we have the ability to make it go positive or negative. We have the ability to make it become helium or lead. Heavy manifestation of something that we don't want or light manifestation of something that's positive and good. Only thing we have to do is, is A, become aware of it and purposely tap into it and give it direction. Tell it what to do. So when we talk about something like the coronavirus, which any virus is a low frequency manifestation. Mm-hmm. So what is, what does that mean? Low frequency manifestation. So low frequency. Remember how I was just saying, you know, helium is so, is so fast, you know, that it is light, mm-hmm. you know, and then lead is heavy. So whenever we talk about illness, illness is not a natural. It's not, it's not natural to the human body. It's not natural to, you know, who we are. It's, it's not an natural. invader. It's an invasion, yeah. right? So if if what's natural, let's just say that's, you know, baseline. If we're looking at a, 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 a scale of some kind, a timeline, you know, so if let's say balance is like zero, smack dab in the middle, and then we got negative on one side, and positive on the other side. Negative on the left side, positive on the right side. So balance is straight dab in the middle. Something like coronavirus is like a negative 10. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so far away from balance. It's so far away from what we're from from the where we are supposed to be that the vibration and frequency of it is so offbeat. That is vibrating off beat. So it's not even registering on that table as something that is balanced. Mm-hmm. It's, it's closer to the lead side of things. So, But in order for us to not um, experience it, only thing we have to do is speed the energy up. 
Because remember, we said that's slow. That's slow energy. That's why it's all the way down on a negative 10 on thing. So only thing we got to do is speed up the frequency, raise the frequency to a higher level, and then we get further away from it. So if coronavirus is a negative 10, but happiness is a positive 3, if you can get from negative 10 to positive 3, now you've moved so far away from the coronavirus that it cannot last. It's still just a virus. A virus has to have an inhabitable environment in order for it to last, just like any other illness. If you clean up an air, if you wash your hands, what are you doing? You are creating, you are, you are making an environment that a virus cannot live on. I was telling people, like, viruses are not easy to get like mm -hmm. they have to survive it has rules and it, just has, like everything it, it does it has yeah. rules like it has to survive it has to be introduced into your system in the appropriate way right it has to have a it has to have an environment that sustains it yes you know yes. what i'm saying and the only thing you have to do is create an environment that does not sustain the life of this negative thing and it will not be able to last this is like if, even from okay we'll take it to a spiritual level even in spiritual warfare you know that if, if there's some negative energy or whatever, we create an environment of praise. Within the environment of praise, that's a high-frequency, high-energy space. And we know that nothing negative can even exist in that space. Like light and dark energy. cannot exist it's Light in and the dark cannot space. exist in the same space. So if, if the coronavirus is, and I think anybody in the world would agree that the coronavirus would be classified. You don't have to be able to see auras to be able to know that the, the coronavirus is a negative energy. But well, then what do we do with negative energies? We shift the atmosphere of it. We get in the space of praise and worship. We get in the space of happiness and joy. We get into the space of, of, of light, light energy. And that energy, if enough people get the collective energy of that, we all just washed our hands. We all just created it. We just erased an environment that the coronavirus cannot inhabit. It's just a virus. You don't got a new set of rules. And that's that's the part about viruses and human behavior. Yes. Like you said, viruses are pretty consistent. Even when they mutate, we understand how they're it's mutating like the and it's still a virus. Like you said, it's the still rules. rules. Yeah. But humans are the wild we card. We the wild card. And that the the negative part about that is we are the creators. So we can't, us having the wild card is the worst case scenario. No, but we need y'all to be consistent. Yeah, this is when the rules this is when matter. The rules matter. This is when the washing of the hands, like, the matters. Right, yes. 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 And and knowing how to cultivate and create environments where light can last or where dark can last. Yeah. We know that this is an invader. Right. And we know how to deal with viruses, period. Whether it be coronavirus the H1N1, the Ebola virus, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. We knew. And but see, here's the thing, though. Humans, human beings have this tendency of, of mimicking viruses ourselves. Tell me. <laughs> I was going to say, tell me more. And then I had to think about, like, well, what would that mean? Like, oh. <sighs> we have the tendency of, of, of doing exactly what viruses do. Invading and overtaking and then becoming infectious like mm. somebody this, this is what fear is 
It's infectious. Y'all talking about the coronavirus. It's something way worse than that. The fear that's driving the coronavirus. It, the fear that's driving the coronavirus and the fear that's driving humans to act, to act so ugly you know? while we're trying to wash our hands of the coronavirus. Yes. We could have been washing our hands of the coronavirus. Instead, we out here fighting in Sam's Club parking lot tissue. and taking all the who tissue. Told y'all, and then who told y'all tissue was it? How you know did what? tissue I'm mad. come in? I'm mad. Like, spirit, when you was telling me to get that water, you should have told me to buy stock and tissue. For real. Because when this is over, whoever has stock and tissue finna be paid. Who decided <laughs> that? And that, again, yeah. talks about just the human role in the panic and all and how we respond to things like a virus. Who said see, tissue was it? I know. But, okay, so responding to things. That, yeah. Okay, that's, that's important to know and to talk about. But I also, I want to give more, like, thought to... How we are giving it life. We are the gods of the planet. God is, we, human beings is the physical expression of God on this planet. So anything that is, is because we are interacting with it. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just, we give things life, you know? And I'm, I made the uh, analogy of a viral video. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's very fitting in this, right? It's called viral for a right, reason. Right, it's called viral. We, under, we understand how to give something up, either a viral effect or not. So if somebody drop a video and you want to share it because you like it or just you want to share it, period. Because you don't even have to like it. You that's don't even true. have to like it. You don't you have to even, you know. Did you see this? Right, right. You're just <laughs> passing it along, passing yep. it along, passing it along. And then the next thing you know, everybody else is passing it along, passing it along. And next thing you know, it's gone viral. Yep. Right? Because so many people have given their, that's a definition of a viral video. So many people have given their attention to this one thing yep. that now it is a collective everybody knows about it everybody's aware about it is awareness right we fed the monster if it's a monster right we fed it right exactly but what happens when the video is no longer we call it hot no longer hot it fades away it fades away and why does it fade away why does it go away we took all of our because we stopped watching it we stopped passing it to everybody we stopped talking about it because we're no longer interested anymore and then we say that video dead oh that's dead we you know that's old news it's a fact and then it goes away yeah just like all of it right Nothing new under the that sun. There's nothing new under the sun. And everything follows a pattern and a formula. That's why people have said that God is the great architect. Because any architect knows that there is a formula to building and creating. You know? And it, I always tell people, um, when we talk about, when I use the word true, I use the carpenter's definition of true. What is the carpenter's definition of true? Meaning that no matter what angle he looks at something or where he's standing or where he's at, he could be on Mount Rushmore or in your living room. He's going to measure something and it's going to be the same every single time. It's true. That's when it's considered true. Ain't no your truth, right. my truth. Right. My, uh, no. It's not open to no. interpretation. 90 degrees kind of stuff. will always be 90 degrees. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. So, the carpenter's definition of truth. So, when God created reality in this in this dimension, if you want to say it that way, it was created with rules and with uh, precision and with patterns that, that are measurable. And you don't have to guess at certain things. It's, it's, it's black and white. 
you know, it's predictable. The sun gonna come up, whether coronavirus is here or not. The sun gonna rise in the east and set in the west. Period. Period. You know Every what I'm day. That's just what, because while y'all out here being movable and changing your mind and doing all this other stuff, the creator is consistent, right? So only thing we have to do is do what God do. Be consistent. We know that this virus is a threat. We know that anything, in order for it to have life, it has to have energy. That is, that is not, that's not me. That's not Dr. Toya saying that. That's what, that's how God put it together. In order for anything to have life, it has to have energy. We know, just from our own little messing around on the internet, that you can give something energy and it'd be viral, or we could take energy away from it and it'd be dead. That's just how this is set up. That's how it's set up. So, why not do the same thing with something that you don't want? Now, all the gurus in the world right now is talking was well, well before coronavirus hit. All the gurus is talking about manifestation, manifest this, manifest that, manifest this, manifest that. Well, what do we do when something has manifested that we don't want there? Who we? What do we do when something's manifested? Right. No one is talking about that. What do you do when you manifested something? Because on a collective on a collective level, level, the world has manifested something that we don't want. What do we do? We stop giving it energy. It's the same formula. It ain't changed. You just stop giving it energy. You stop giving it life. And we know how to do that. And you know. That's why I use the viral videos as an example. Because it's so simple and dumb. You know, it's just like, okay, whatever. But it's proof. It's living proof that you know how to stop a virus. You know yeah. how to start a virus and you know how to stop one. You do it all day long. The challenge, so many things. I think one of the challenges is that people didn't believe that, just if we're going to talk about Corona for a minute. Sure. People didn't believe it was real or they didn't. Be- this is really what's interesting to me about the coronavirus response because we've seen viruses, we mm-hmm. have seen them. Right. Because of the demographic that is most severely impacted. Yeah. The older population and older Americans are super at risk for this. Yeah. I think that the response has been so great because that group still holds power in this country. Yeah. Because there have been other epidemics that affect other demographics that do not get that same response. So let's, let's think about, let's look at this, right? So let's say like baby boomers and up. Yeah. Right. Baby boomers and up. So we're looking at the the kind of tail end of baby boomers. That's that 65, 70, you know, whatever. What do we know about them? Why are they called baby boomers? Because they was born after the traditionalists. So you're talking about people born. What's the one the one thing that everybody, I'll just tell you. <laughs> they were born in great numbers. Mm-hmm. It's a million of them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's so many of them, right? 46 to 64. All but, of those people born in the, those years are the baby boomers. And those are also the people that are most vulnerable to the situation, right? Yep. But what did I just say? Collective numbers. consciousness. It's Co- in numbers. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about the, the largest population, the largest number, like specific from age-wise only I'm speaking of. Is that the biggest demographic in this country, the baby boomers? That's why they call it the baby boomers. 
I mean, I, I didn't know if they still were here in numbers, if the and other generations hadn't have caught up. Them. That's true because we the birth rate has declined. Mm -hmm. Even though I really feel like there's definitely about to be a it's baby about to be a surge. Let after. me tell you, well, yeah. and then I'll tell you about the the um, the spiritual reason why you're right on that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there's a there. Nature has a way of resetting itself. That's number one. So that that's a whole other podcast. But in this situation, we're talking about the largest collective group of consciousness of, of people on on. It's definitely in the United States. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they would be the most susceptible to it. You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, then it's, of course, they, they're probably, they're, and I, I don't know, don't quote me on this part of it because I don't know the numbers myself. I haven't looked at it. But, I mean, it just seems to me like the elderly would be most at risk anyway because of the compromise, you know, yeah, immune immune system, system, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Why do you think there's about to be a baby boom because <laughs> of it? I think. Because of this quarantine, it's going to be ah, a, a lot of Corona like, kids hey. born. Like, yeah. literally. Not with, Corona kids. That's yeah, so Corona kids I like that. born because it's just so many people. And now as we are trying as a country to stop this virus spread, we've gotten to the point where we got to do more extreme stuff like quarantine, self-quarantine, shut down the schools, cancel the sports, blah, blah, blah. What else are people going to do? Right. Like, and I mean all ages. I, wanna, I mean teen I to pre-menopause. And, and, and I can totally agree with you. I mean, that makes that makes total sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> That's my thing. But I also know that, that life replaces itself. So if we have mass deaths, there got to be mass births. Again, we got to go back to the, like, the universe is always balanced. We the ones that's the wild card, remember? Mm -hmm. You can you can set patterns and you can tell when something else is going to oh, yeah. happen. You know what I'm saying? There, and then there's new souls that need to come onto the planet because we're going into a, a shift. We're going into a whole nother um, era. We talked about that before and you yeah. talked about the energy shifting. You said yeah. about the shift. This virus has <laughs> been a huge but, shift. Yes. It, I mean, it has interrupted all kind of systems as we know it. Like see, civilization this is the as end we know of it. Systems. So, yeah. I, so this is another thing that I've been teaching. And not just me. I mean, um, any spiritual teachers and, you know, so over the years, we've been talking about this for the longest time. We're just now sitting smack dab in the middle of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's always, it's, it's all fun and games until we get real. Yeah. For real. You know what I'm saying? But we've been talking about how there's been a, sh this is the shift of the age. And with the shift of the age, there is a cleansing that happens. And then there's a reset, a new birth, a new beginning. That's just how it goes. This is, I mean, you just look for the patterns. It's the pattern of it. You know, so of course there's going to be an influx of, of new births because there's going to be an influx of new souls that are ready to be incarnated and born into this world now because there's a new energy that's present on the planet. So the, 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 the planet is just cleansing itself. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to stay here, it's so simple. It's so it, it's so simple. But you got to so explain. Hard. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> right. You said it's so simple, but it's so hard. Like, Because you have to help. Help me understand and people who yeah. don't. So you have a crystal. I do. So what is your crystal? This what is, is a, this uh, crystal? This one is a smoky quartz crystal. So what yeah. is a smoky quartz? Because that's the part. Like understanding our mm -hmm. roles as humans having a spiritual experience during our time on this earth. Yeah. So now we are living through this pandemic. 
and everything is shifting. And there have been shifts prior to this. This is just the latest shift. Yeah. So now it's like for people who are trying to get more connected to self and break their understandings of what they've been taught and conditioned to believe, it's like a whole new world is opening. Yeah. So the world of crystals. Mm-hmm. What is a smoky quartz crystal? So a smoky quartz crystal, uh, well, first of all, a crystal itself is is a piece of earth. It's a piece of the earth. And remember we were talking about frequency and vibration and things being slowed and things like that. So the earth has vibrations and energy. Everything in existence is, you know, vibrating and have energy. But what we call stones have different vibrations and energies as well. Or what we call crystals have different vibrations and energies as well. And depending on which stone it is, it tells you how that stone is vibrating and what that vibration, what effect that vibration has on your mind, body, and soul. Does every stone affect every body differently? Or do stones for the most part have Remember, the same? Remember, nature is consistent. You know what I'm saying? So, it, for the most part, it has the same. It may not be as intense for one person. Is you know, someone may not be as aware of their crown chakra as I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they may not be uh, aware of it. You know, they may not have that stronger effect because they're not aware. But it's going to affect them nonetheless. Nature is consistent. Nature is consistent. I want to go back to collective consciousness because I, I want to stay here. Okay. So we are connected to each other through this source are you familiar with dreams are you comfortable talking about dreams so they say that well not they say research shows that the brain is more active when you are asleep than when you are awake yeah when we are dreaming Uh where are we i know physically where we are so again remember you said i know physically Let's just make it personal. I know physically where I am. Yep, in the bed or right. on the couch. But are you though? Man, according to my husband, because he <laughs> took a picture of me sleeping <laughs> on his side, so I was in the bed. And according to every guest who's here past seven p.m., they do see me sleep on the couch. Uh huh. So, so yes, okay, yes. But who is me? You said they see me. They see what is me? They see my body. They see a part of you. Yes. Your husband sees a part of you laying next to him in the bed. But there is so much more to you than this physical body. Remember, we said the physical body is the last. It's the last on all of the elements. All of this. There's a whole lot of stuff going on before we get down and head to the physical. So, if you equate yourself as just a flesh suit, then you say, well, I was sleeping on the couch. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say a part of me was on the couch. My body was on the couch. My body was on the couch. I'm going to start saying that. (laughs) My body was on the couch. (laughs) Because I don't know where my mind was. So your question was, where where do we go when we go to sleep? For people who remember their dream. Well, first of all, we dream every single night, every time we go to sleep, whether you remember it or not. What's a dream? 
the wave patterns and frequencies in your brain. You just described the physical. Yes. What a, what a dream. Okay, physical. so like if you are connected to the little That's the tangible to measure. stuff. Yes. Okay, so a dream is an exploration of your emotions, self, subconscious, everything that you've seen. They said that before. They said, when I, what I have read about dream research is that um, anything that is in your dream you've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people talk about astral projections happening during dream time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I think that's all I would have to say about dreams. Okay. Well... And I think, first of all, you did a really good job of, of, of explaining that. Um, dreams are multi-level. Remember I told you there's levels to everything. Levels to this. Right, you know what I'm saying? Levels. So there there are, and then the levels consist of density and vibration and frequency. So if you are vibrating at a slow frequency and you have a low vibration, then you're going to have a regular subconscious dream you had a piece of pizza and watched a horror movie before you went to bed you went to sleep and dreamed, dreamed about freddie and jason you know what i'm saying oh well that's it that's what that was a manifestation of your physical slow down way down self that was the manifestation of that right but when your consciousness is raised and your frequency is higher and when you are less attached to this physical um plane and have exceeded that and your brain, you know, you've come out of that space and you've come past your crown chakra. Then when you go to sleep, you leave this dimension. You, you, your consciousness is your consciousness in this physical state is just a piece of it. There's so much more to it. There's so many, many dimensions and, and existences and realities and stuff that you are literally in. You know, when they say yeah. that there are like infinity universes and yes. there's a version of you in every and universe. every part of it. So does that mean that it's the same you or does it mean it's a part of you in here on this earth in this universe you present as this? So I'm going to exchange the word you okay. for consciousness. Okay. So is it the same consciousness that's on every single one of those universes? Or, and I would say... It's consistent. So a part of you, and let me let me say something else first. So we're talking about identity because I think what you're asking is about more so an identity question. Mm-hmm. So like me, mm-hmm. you know, I identify as Dr. Toy Wilson. That's my personality. That's my my calling card. That that's you know that's what makes me identify myself as me mm-hmm. rather than. Danielle, mm-hmm. see there we go with that separation uh, illusion. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so as far as personality is concerned and identification is concerned, there um, it's so hard to verbalize. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because it, it's part. Yeah, it's part of your personality that exists in every other you no know, existence that you have. But the personality that you have right now. Is very much rooted in your physical, mm-hmm. you know, interactions with things. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Your so, human experience here. Your human experience is shaping really your influences your, who you are. Right. You, you con- yeah. what your consciousness manifests as in this reality on this plane. Exactly. Because your consciousness in another reality on another plane 
may not have had any of the anchors or structures or experiences that shaped you into you exactly. here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So then your personality would not be the same as that. I probably now, wouldn't have to be so sarcastic because right. maybe there right. people don't pull that through. out of you. Right. Maybe yeah. what maybe that's all cats. Oh goodness, I want see, to be I see, reality see, with you. And I love cats. I'm like, oh my God, this is such a happy place. I'm not like, trying yeah, no, to be to in another. that reality with you. <laughs> like I and and it's it's interesting because so many of these like principles are biblical like we know that it's not heavens and earth we know it's not just here right we know that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves like that stuff is there yeah but it's it's making it make sense and making it real outside of just a bible like even when you were talking about collective consciousness and people committing to to all drive their energy in one direction. Like, that sounds like prayer to me. Yeah. Like, and okay. we all sit in this and sanctuary and, you know. So, when we started off, I don't know if we were recording, mm-hmm. though. But I was talking to you about transcendental meditation. Oh, yes. Please talk to us about transcendental meditation. Right. That's what's called transcendental meditation? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, transcendental meditation is a form of meditation that's done on purpose. It's like with on purpose with a purpose. Oh, so I was explaining to you, yeah, um, I was explaining to you back in the nineties. They did some some big experiments in using transcendental meditation to help lower crime. So they didn't like go out and talk to gangbangers or you know put in a, um, you know commercials or ain't nothing to physically. What they did was took. One, they put, they took the square roots of 1% of a population and taught them how to meditate transcendentally and focus that meditation on a specific population. So they wanted to take the two highest crime areas in the world at that time. So at that time it was Washington DC and Iraq. So they taught these people how they took they took one percent in the pop the square root of one percent of the population of Washington D.C. and then they took the square root of the one percent of the population of Iraq, and they taught pe- those number of people how to meditate transcendentally, with the purpose of lowering crime in those areas. In a very short period of time, I believe it was three months, but I'm not exactly sure. With Washington D.C. They saw a crime reduction of 18% with no efforts. Like no one went out there and just started taking guns off the street or stopped, started locking up criminals or nothing. With zero effort, they saw a reduction in 18% in Washington, D.C. and 27% in Iraq. Anybody who understands numbers from an epidemiology standpoint understands like that, that's almost like a miracle. Like, what do you mean? And they made sure there wasn't other factors. You know, made sure it wasn't other things that could have played into, went into play with it. No, just for these number of people, having these number of people focus their intention and their consciousness on lowering crime in that area, reduced crime by large percentages. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like when they say pray for your city. Yeah, cover your city. yeah, but it's a certain way to pray. Now I'll talk about that in a second. It's a formula to that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like you said, like it's like pray for your city, mm-hmm. right? So the other part of that though is like, okay, if 
my thoughts are okay if 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 that has been proven that you can change crime what makes you think that that can't change coronavirus as or I'm, anything else for that as matter? i'm looking i see the research that says transcendental meditation has been proven to found reduced blood pressure Mm-hmm. Increased insulin resistance, useful for preventing diabetes, and slowing down biological aging and aging, and even a forty-eight percent reduction in the rates of heart attack, stroke, and death. Now, all of those are physical conditions. Yes. So, what would it? What? What if the United States of America all had a collective day? We all decided today we gonna meditate. We are gonna do transcendental meditation because there's a difference. I'll tell you the difference in a second. We're going to all do this, and we're going to get this damn coronavirus up out of here. Because that sounds so new agey. It doesn't sound real. Listen, when you scared, though? like No, when we scared, we want to go out and fight people for toilet paper. That's what we want to do when we are scared. So so here's the thing, though. I really and truly feel like there has been an involvement of consciousness on this planet. And I honestly feel like what we're seeing on TV of people like tripping and stuff, I don't feel like that's the majority. I agree with I you. I feel like the majority of people either A, fall into the category of, yo, what do I got to do to make this stuff go away? You, you want me to pray? Okay, cool. What time we pray? You know what I'm saying? Or you want me to meditate? Okay, cool. What time we meditate? Mm-hmm. They don't care. They're like, whatever. whatever or you want me to bump elbows. Right. Or whatever. you want me to stay sick. Like, those people are down to do whatever it Just takes. whatever it takes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then the other po- population, the other part of it, we're waking up. We're becoming conscious. We're becoming woke. We were just talking about that before all of this stu- uh, stuff happened. That's large enough population. It doesn't take everybody. It doesn't have to be everybody. Remember I just said, just the square root of 1% of the population. That is such a small fraction. I believe that it's enough people to shift the consciousness of this thing. I really, It really is. So... You said that you are going to walk through like what it means to do this type of meditation okay, because yes. it's intentionally yeah. and you said it's, it, you, it's intentionally or unintentionally. So or or there's focused intention and then there's like just none. So long story short, and some people maybe maybe equating what I'm about to say with prayer, which is okay. I'm using the word meditation. If you want to use prayer instead, that's fine. You know, but. A lot of people do it wrong. Oh my God. Please take this coronavirus off this planet, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. And whatever you give your consciousness to, you give energy to. So the fact that I just said coronavirus, I just gave the coronavirus more power. It's like the law of attraction. And that book slash documentary the secret they talk about people are always protesting war right instead of celebrating peace, peace. right yeah right, right? yeah so you know mother Teresa said don't don't invite me to an anti-war rally but i will definitely be at your peace rally yeah you know so she understood that you give what you give your attention to what you participate you give life to you don't want to give life sometimes yeah. you can just you can give life to what you don't want by giving attention to what you don't want. we have to break so, that down and be so intentional so because intentional. our our yeah. like our natural response is to attack the bad, the bad. thing right instead of 
But we have to remember the good thing. You have to remember whatever you resist persists because you're giving your attention to it. Yeah. So sitting designing strategy all around this thing we don't want right. instead of instead sitting of designing something that we do that we want. do want because we're so <laughs> that's where the control freaking us come out. Yeah. We think if we take our eyes off of this for a second, then they'll overtake us and we'll be we'll be sitting ducks. But in reality, like going back to the viral video thing, what did we say? The viral viral video becomes no longer viral when we stop watching it. The video don't don't get stronger and take us over and now it's on every network or something. That's not how it works. When we stop watching it, it no longer is viral. Same with this. So with the transcendental transcendental meditation, instead of praying against what you want or what you don't want, you start meditating on what you do want. So instead of saying, oh, we don't want the coronavirus, we don't want the coronavirus, don't do that. That's giving more energy to it. Instead, you sit in the energy of children outside playing or children at school learning, raising we their hands. We want children back in schools. We want if to be able to visit children, our elderly yes. in healthy homes. Right. We want these things. So what right. do we need to do what does that to protect like? those things? Exactly. Not even protect because the word protect implies a threat. Yes. You remove all of that. At the end Even of the that day, language. Yeah. Right. You got to come out of the language. Yeah. So you come out of that space and just simply sit in the beauty of what it is that you're creating. You just become the creator. So in my world, my non-coronavirus world is going out to dinner with my sisters. You know what I'm saying? In a restaurant that's open and happy and clean and everybody's just laughing and enjoying the food. Or... Watching kids go to school and learning and raising their hands in the classroom. Or seeing two people holding hands walking down the street because they're so much in love. You know what I'm saying? I want to see some public displays of affection yes. around this bad boy. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yep. Couples yep. straight making out. You know yep. what I'm saying? Because it's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That sort of thing. Those are the those are the visions that we have that we need to meditate on so that we can bring that back into the space. And when we can collectively do that, then we'll collectively create that reality. And this reality cannot exist because we created an environment that is not inhabitable for that. Remember going back to that? Yep. And the Bible even says that, like, keep Mm -hmm. your mind on things. Like we, we, and again, like when we start to panic, we forget while the virus is consistent with its rules, we become the wild card and just get lost. And our emotions, and we right. get caught up in the panic and the drama and the hysteria. Right. And now we're all afraid fighting right. on the toilet paper instead of being right. like, let us create this environment where this will not be sustained. There you go. All just like any other virus, you just create an environment which it cannot live. And that's it. Point blank, period. And that's it. Point blank, period. All right, superstars, we are all out of time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, share, review the episodes, tag a friend, talk to me. Visit DanielleMoneyHam.com and follow me on social media to stay connected. Your support means the world to me. So thank you for helping my dreams come true. A major lesson that I learned, that I continue to learn, is that although you will experience dark moments in your journey, you can be the light. You have more power than you know. 
Until we meet again, shine bright.